coming up on today's episode of the Money Pants Superpower Hour. This week, we're covering the practical nuts and bolts of family council. We'll start off with some quick tips for making family council a success. Then we'll go through a simple agenda a family might want to follow during their family council. We'll talk about why the calendar is a key component to even the most basic family councils. We'll talk about the benefits of holding regular family council. We'll discuss why it might be more difficult to hold family councils in times of crisis and why it might be more important to hold family council during those times. Finally, if the idea of family council still seems overwhelming, we'll give you an idea of how you can start enjoying some of the benefits with minimal effort or preparation. All this and more, but first, the joke of the day. A boy asks his father, Dad, are bugs good to eat? The father replies, Son, that's disgusting. Don't talk about such things like that over dinner. After dinner, the father asks, Now, son, what is it that you wanted to ask me? Oh, nothing, the boy says. There was a bug in your soup, but it's gone now. Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Money Pants Superpower Hour. We're your hosts, Hannah and Fontaine Judd, and we're the proud parents of eight sons and seven daughters, ranging in age from newborn to college student. We're both BYU graduates and the creators of Money Pants. Head on over to Captain Money Pants to learn more about what we do and what we're all about. We believe every person on this planet has been given at least one superpower to help them accomplish their unique mission in life. But the only way to unlock those superpowers is through work ethic. That's when greatness happens. And that's where Money Pants comes in. Money Pants is the complete tool set for cultivating work ethic in all aspects of a person's life. And today's topic is how to hold family council, the nuts and bolts. And we, we kind of touched on this last week. We kind of get like a preface or a, a, a primer on what it means to hold family council. We talked about, you know, uh, family government, choosing your family government, how you're going to run the home and stuff, because that, you know, is key to when, when you finally hold family council, who makes the final decisions and all that. And But we also talked about different management styles, like um, strategic management versus tactical management and how a, a good manager will bounce back and forth. You know, tactical management, the, the manager's like, this is what needs to happen and you're going to do this and this is how it's going to go. You know, they're kind of like a dictator type thing, where strategic management, they kind of get input and feedback from different people and all that. So uh, that was kind of like the, the background of, of where we were going to go today with the whole family council thing. But, you know, I wanted to add something in from last week when we were talking about the strategic management uh, versus tactical management. Our daughter, Trixie, uh, came into my room after we had done the podcast and she goes, I just noticed something uh, because she, we had just, um, I just gave birth to twins and I got a C-section. So I've had to stay in bed. And so she's been managing things at home, helping manage things. Um, she and one of her sisters. And she said, I noticed something. Tactical management is great for emergencies. You know, where you're like embarking out orders and saying, do this, do it, do it now, do it quick. Right. And she goes, but if you use it all the time, it becomes um, equivalent to calling wolf. And I was like, well, what do you mean? And she's like, well, if if you're always telling people, if you're always acting like everything's an emergency. If you're always in emergency mode. Then people are like, roll their eyes after a while. And they're like, this isn't an emergency. And it actually backfires. Yeah, because they don't believe you. And sure, why, why would they believe you? You, you, you last time was an emergency, and it really wasn't. Yeah, 
And it's kind of like if you're always yelling, there's, you know, hey, if there's an emergency, your kid's running in the street, by all means, yell. That's an appropriate time to yell and uh, say, get out of the street. But if you're always yelling, what do you do when they're running in the street? Yeah. Well, they they learn how to tune you out if you're always yelling. Yeah. So, So tactical management, it has a time and a place. And that's typically for emergency situations or Mm -hmm. when there's a very tight deadline. But if you use it all the time, people learn to ignore you. And yeah. don't take you serious, and um, and it backfires. Anyway, she noticed that while she was running things at home of, wait a minute, if you do this all the time, it doesn't work. And she's the one that turned us on to that whole uh, business book anyway, where she, she that was a chapter from her book. Yeah. The two, the two um, business, uh, uh, the, the two management styles, tactical and, and strategic. strategic. So anyway, but strategic management, uh, the reason we're talking about uh, family council is family council is an important part of implementing strategic management. It's where you get people's feedback and you talk about things, you you set things up in your home right. and you involve you involve other people. It's the non-emergency mode and it's what you want to rely on 99% of the time um, as opposed to the tactical management where right. everything's an emergency. But today we're we're going to kind of do the nuts and bolts and walk through kind of how you would go about holding a family council and like what you would have on the agenda and and this is what like and this is what we use we've used this yeah. forever the, Hannah I think we've been using this for close to 20 years now and it's very it is very effective and I, I want to preface all that though with the thing I love about uh, uh, doing a family council is the end goal is to get very detailed well not very detailed but but at least to a degree, a calendar a when you're going to do what and the most important things get placed on the calendar and get done because and we'll talk about that in a minute but otherwise you have all these great ideas and things that you want to get done and you never do them because you never put them on the calendar because you never planned out when it's going to happen and so that's kind of like the end goal it's very satisfying a family council yeah. is to Again, we're all about efficiency and being more effective with your limited time and resources, but also helping everybody, you know, develop their superpowers. And the, the only way you're going to do that is if you make good use of your time. Otherwise, you're always going to be in emergency mode. You're always going to be running around trying doing the things that are doing the things that, that scream the loudest, not necessarily the things that are most important. Well, that reminds me of the of an ad that uh, somebody was telling me about a Walt Disney World ad where where it, it was. It was really appealing to parents' emotions, but uh, but it was uh, I think they were basically the ad was about how you only had you know eighteen or seventeen summers with your kids before they're gone, and and it just kind of like put things into perspective. No, no, no I, I think it, no, 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 I, I think, it, but it was targeted towards parents who had like ten year olds, uh-huh. and so they're like, you only have seven summers left oh. before your kids leave home. And all of a sudden, you're like, whoa, that's right. I better go to Disneyland. I better go to Disneyland. I better do the things that I That are most important. That I, yeah. That's a very effective ad. That is a very, very effective But Disneyland aside, one of the huge benefits of family council and the calendar is that you can actually step out of emergency mode and put on the calendar the things... Yes. That are most important and, for you and, and your we've, family. I mean, we've ne- we've 
Not that we're promoting Disney World. No, but we but, when we when we're doing well, boy, this is such a great tool. And yeah. I always miss it when we don't do it. Yeah, because sometimes we are in emergency mode. We were we were in emergency mode for a while uh, a couple of years ago, where it was just, just constant. Everything was stress and yeah. emergency, and which ironically is when we should have done it the most. But it's actually that we, we just weren't able to. It was just there was too much going on. Mm-hmm. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe we maybe we could, and maybe I just we didn't. Could have and should have, but we didn't. But we didn't. <laughs> So, um, but also I wanted to point out too, you know, last time we talked about what we, we asked the experts, these you know, 13 questions, you know, the, you know, the purpose of family council, when to start holding it, uh, how do you come up with agenda, all those questions I thought were great. And today we want to present the nuts and bolts. Like this is what we do. And we found this to be very effective. And all these self-help books and all these organizational companies, you know, you've got, um, who's the guy that does all the... Stephen Covey. Yeah, Stephen Covey. He's got, yeah, these all fall in line with those principles too. Correct correct business principles of organizing your time and your energy. And it, it's all the same. It's, it's more or less the same principles. We're just adapting these to running the family in a, in a similar way. And it turns out, it works really well. Yeah. Running the family like a business, running the family like a team. We keep going back to that, but it's so true. It's so good, and it works really well. And so, I, I don't know. Here we go. Let, let's let's just dive right into it. I wanted to point out, first thing, when you decide to hold family council is to put it on the calendar. If you use Google, what is it, Google Calendar, or if you have your own little alarm on your on your phone or whatever, or if you have a paper calendar taped on the fridge, whatever it is, put it on the calendar because if you don't, it will not happen. It just won't. It'll, it'll just be a good idea. What, what's the what's the quote? Dreams are only, or, or goals are only dreams. If you don't write them down, ah, I'm butchering it, but something along the lines of, if you don't write it down, it won't happen. So if you don't, if you don't plan for it, it won't happen. And so like, and I'll give you an example. We'll, we'll set a time we'll, Sunday afternoon at four o'clock. That's when we hold family council. Not always, but that's, you know, when we put it on the calendar, there you go. That's an example of when to put it on the calendar. And then the other thing I've found to be very helpful, and we talk about this a lot too, is the timer. Timer is your friend. If you know, because I think family council could seem like a bit of a drudgery or overwhelming or too much, set a timer. Hey, what we get done in an hour, we get done. And it also helps keep people kind of on track. Otherwise, I mean, seriously, everything to discuss in a family, you could go on for days. And it just, the conversation meanders off into never, never land, and you end up just talking about all sorts of stupid stuff that isn't the most effective. Oh, and, I, and then the hairbrush is in the drawer, and what do we do about the garbage bags? It's just like, whoa, whoa, stop. Let's focus on the topics at hand and get this done in an hour. And things that we don't get done in the hour, man, it's, it's it, maybe it's not that important. Or, so, yeah. And it makes it easier to do it if you know that it's has an end. end. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it, that's it. That, I, that's I it. I think for me that's... It's that easier to do it if you know it's going to end. Yeah. I'm going to hold family <laughs> council and it's going to be an hour, not four. I mean, wouldn't it be great if it were 30 minutes? I could. Do, I can do 30 minutes. Yeah. Well, that's when we talk about payday. Hey, payday, 15 minutes. Like, seriously, it's 15 minutes long. Just do it. Well, it depends on the size. Well, of your not not in our family. <laughs> Hannah, we're we're an anomaly. We are not the standard. We're not the norm. Fifteen times five. Yeah, it takes about an hour for our family. Um, the other okay, so here are the I got the the, the 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 nuts and bolts. One, two, three, four, five, six, like eight. Here are eight nuts and bolts. Number one, put it on the calendar. Number two, set a timer. Number three, have it weekly so problems don't build up. 
And we, man, we fail at this all the time. But again, when we're doing well, we'll have it weekly. And oh, it's nice. Oh, it's so it, nice because bec- you it, things are calmer and you accomplish the things that are most important. Your week, your time is used so much better and yes. you're solving problems. Constantly making things at home better. And, and you become a, you become really good at solving problems yeah. and problems don't build up. We talked about it last yeah. week too where you know a pinch of powder, pinch of powder, pinch of powder pretty soon you've got a bomb if you don't if you never deal with all these little pinches of gunpowder in the family pretty soon everybody starts blowing up at each other and it, it ends up in all these fights and there's this constant stress and but if you just have yeah, family counsel you diffuse the the problems and it weekly. unifies yeah and so it it does the opposite so. uh number four it helps to have a treat at the end <laughs> just one more one more reason to, to motivate everyone to participate to stay to pay attention to stay tuned yeah, they have watch, a treat at the end. Watch an episode of Studio C. Or, yeah, or, 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 or have a, you know, ice creams after family council. You know, you have dinner on Sunday afternoon at 5 o'clock. Family council's at 6. You're done at 6.30. And then you have ice cream. Yeah. You know, something like that. That tends to work well. It keeps everybody focused because they know there's something to look forward to after this. Um, number five, if you haven't had family council before, do it anyway. Don't let that stop you. Start, anything is better than nothing. Just, we talked about it, where family council is opening the lines of communication. It's that strategic management where you're getting input from everybody and you'd be shocked, you'd be amazed. Even if you have no clue what you're doing, just start somewhere. As soon as the kids and your wife or your spouse or whoever it may be feels like they're being heard, it really changes the dynamic in the home. And all you have to do is have family council and listen. And it's amazing. So if, you, if you've never done it before, like you and I had never done it before, never done it before, start with something. But hopefully we'll give, we'll give a few more uh, very specific tricks that make it a lot easier. But if you haven't done it before, just do, just do something. Something's better than nothing. Uh, number six, I've found this to be very helpful. If you happen to have any sort of religion in your life, start with a prayer. Start family council off with a prayer. We, in our family, we hold hands. We supplicate God saying, hey, we're having family council. These are the things we're going to be discussing. Please help us to have a spirit of, of love and understanding that we can resolve problems quickly and make good use of our time. It, something that simple, it really sets the tone. And yeah, make- it, it, it brings God's spirit into your home. It invites his spirit into your home. And and the meeting goes a lot better if you do that. Well, in just general. I, I, I tend to think of God as the master problem solver. Wouldn't you want him on your team? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, um, it's that Benjamin Franklin quote when they were having the Constitutional Convention and he suggested starting with a prayer. And he's what was it? If God, if a, sparrow, uh, if a sparrow can't fall without God's notice, can a nation rise without his aid? And so similarly, you know, and can a family, you know, your family could definitely use God's support as you... Uh, and he and he, the nice thing is he's willing to give it. He's more than willing to give his support and and um, inspiration in this endeavor. This is important to him. I think so. that's brilliant. That that Benjamin Franklin. I love that Benjamin Franklin story too. It's mm-hmm. it's so good. So okay, and everyone nobody nobody can deny he was a truly wise man. And if he suggested they start the meeting off with a prayer, I think that's probably pretty good advice in the family. 
Oh, so that's one, two, three, four, mm-hmm. five, six. Number seven, I personally like the organized approach, so I, I recommend a printed out agenda. And it can be one page or half a page, just, <clears throat> just so anybody who can read in the family, obviously the little kids, maybe a three or a four-year-old won't be able to read, but for the older kids, if you have teens or even uh, tweens or younger, uh, you know, eight to 10-year-olds, they can look and see what is on the agenda, what you're going to be discussing, and it helps you keep on track. Again, you're trying to keep it efficient and to kind of get through these main ideas and, and these main points and be done. So I mean, you could text or email everybody an agenda, but the problem with that is if yeah. they're on their phones or devices. That's a distraction. That I, it's, it'll end up being a distraction. So that's why that what I, I get, say print. I, I guess a corollary to that would be don't allow electronic devices yeah. during the meeting. Or if you do, you, you know, if you're like in your um, living room or whatever, you could take your computer and just put it up on the up on a big screen and oh, yeah. you know for everybody to see if you don't want to print something out that's that you know. works too but whatever the case try to minimize distractions turn off phones phones or you know <laughs> so, yeah. cartoons or whatever and then the last the last tip number eight do we cover eight one two three four five six seven one two three four five six yeah number eight try to organize when you're doing your agenda uh, try to organize it so that the items that don't involve younger family members, they can actually be excused. If you're going to have a one-hour family council, that's really hard for little kids to sit through an entire hour. Even if there is ice cream at the end, it's still hard. So we like the school bus approach where they they take the school bus for the first half hour and then they get off and they go play. You know, they go play quietly in the living room or whatever while the older kids and the older family members finish up the meeting. So, you know, kind of bus stops along the way, that that type of idea. Yeah, that helps a lot if you have a different aged children. So, so cover the cover the items that the younger kids need to first and then dismiss them. So but that that's kind of like a pro tip, because that's only once you once you kind of come up with a formula and, and everything's kind of flowing nicely. Okay. And having said all that, here is a literally our mock family council. This is what we do. Number one, uh, we, and this is the, the printout. So Hannah, we, first off, we review our previous week and we report on the progress. That's what we do. So we'll pick, uh, get out the family calendar and we actually print it out and we put it on the wall and we write on it. But some people, it's all digital. Whatever the case, go over what you did last week. How'd you do? You report back how you did. You know, we talk about accountability partners. Yeah, like, oh, and, I made... I made doctor appointments for these kids. Uh-huh. I, I, um, I took the car in, got I the tires sold, rotated. <laughs> I sold the furniture in the garage. Uh-huh. I, you know, I, got, I, I fixed those three leaky sprinklers, whatever it may I went be. And talked to so-and-so's teacher. And, well, here's the thing is when you plan out your week, if you know there's going to be a follow-up at the end of the week on how you did, you're more likely to do those things. It Again, that whole accountability partner thing that... Knowing that someone's going to be checking in on you and, you know, in business world, we call it follow up, whatever it is, it's this idea that you're going to be accountable and someone's going to hold you accountable for how you did the things that you were supposed to do. And it's not that there's somebody mandating or that nobody's cracking a whip. It's just, you know, oh, I'm going to have to report on this at the end of the week. I'll just get it done. It's, it's one more little motivator to make good use of your time. And seriously, how long does it take to make the phone call? To set up the doctor appointment, it's all of five minutes. You know, how long did it take to set up to call and make the appointment to take the car in to get the oil changed? All of five minutes. But for some reason, 
if you know you're going to be accountable for that later, you're more likely to do it. And if you're not going to be accountable and nobody's going to know, you can just, oh, I'll do it next week. I'll do it next week. And it, then it never gets done. So, um, so number two, uh, we review our previous meeting minutes. And this, again, uh, we'll talk about this in a minute, but at the end of the family council, you're going to have somebody type up everything you talked about. And you're going to, you're going to include that in the email that you send out to everybody. Well, the following week, you're going to go over all those things that you talked about last time. And when you say everything that they talked about, I mean, that's like an hour of conversation. What do you mean? All the, all the agenda talking? items. Uh, okay. So, like, well, and we'll talk about that in a second. But things like, okay, well, you said uh, uh, this week you're, you're going to, Billy's going to, uh, um, dad's going to do, call about changing the oil. Billy's going to fix the fence. Mom's going to, all, so, all these things that you um, talked about that people are going to do. That you decided on? Yeah. Okay, so when you say uh, meeting minutes, uh, do you mean more like... Um, well, sometimes that- you'll, things will be up in the air, too. Maybe we're like, you know, where should we go for Christmas vacation? And you didn't reach a consensus. You're still going to write that in the meeting minutes, discussed Christmas vacation, and then maybe a couple of question marks because you didn't decide. Mm-hmm. It's still undecided. You still want to include that in your meeting minutes so that you remember, oh, that's what we talked about last time. We still need to finish discussing that. Okay. It just helps. To have a, have a list of what you've talked about. And then each week you're going to update that list. And so you can go back years and years and see what you talked about five years ago. And it's really helpful. And so you just cross things off. As and as things get done. done, yep, you just cross them off. It's, it's, I love it. It's really effective. Okay, so that's number two. And that usually takes a while to review everything that you've talked about, unless it's your first time. It usually takes a while, especially if you have a larger family, because you're going to go over everything that dad has to do, everything mom has to do, everything that... Tia and Caleb and Trixie and Ruby. Everybody has their own little list of things that we talked about. And, and we'll talk about that here in a second. Um, oh, no. Actually, let's talk about it now. So when you discuss specific items and make assignments of who's going to be doing what, um, it needs to be listed uh, beneath their name. So, for instance, Ruby, she's like, Dad, I really want to make sure that I do... I'm having trouble... I have one of my goals is to do an art project every week, but I keep getting frustrated because I'm not doing it, and I need somebody to help me out with that. I need a place to to do it, and I would say, okay, well, here's the place you can do it. We have this little you know part of the office set up for you, and I think Friday after school is when you should do it. And so that would go under Ruby. Her uh, agenda item would be discussed Ruby's art projects Friday in the office afternoon. Mm-hmm. So that would go under under her name. Me, going back to the whole changing the car oil, that would be under Fontaine, and then it would say, call about or make appointment to change car oil. Under Hannah, it would say, make appointment to take kids in for immunizations, etc., etc. Et for Mahanra, it would be practice the five steps of being a peacemaker. So every all the different things, it's kind of organized as to what each person is going to be doing and working on in the upcoming week um, and if it's and that's the thing if it's not listed if a, if a task or a, a responsibility isn't listed under somebody's name it's not going to get done if you the family decides hey wow the car tires are bald we should fix those and you put that in the family council notes who's going to do it it's not assigned to anybody it's not going it, <laughs> to it reminds me of today just today 
I believe it was Mahanrai was in the bathroom. He had taken a shower and forgot to take a towel. And everybody else was watching a show. And he's there yelling, can someone get me a towel? Can someone get me a towel? Like for five minutes, he was just yelling, can someone get me a towel? I was hoping he would remember to be specific, but he forgot. So I went down and I said, hey, who would you like to get you a towel? And he goes, Valkyrie, will you get me a towel? And immediately upon hearing her name, Valkyrie popped up, ran over, grabbed him a towel and took it to him. But he had been yelling for like five minutes, can somebody get me a towel? And when you do that, psychology teaches us that if you're not specific, everyone assumes somebody else is going to do it. Mm-hmm. So when you when you make assignments, you have to make uh, specific assignments to somebody. Or as Bob Parr's boss says, be specific, Bob. Where you have to, you have to be very specific with who's going to do what. So mm-hmm. otherwise it won't get done. And then going back to the whole football analogy, you know, the team's like, okay, Everybody get out there. Coach gets all the guys, you know, 11 guys together and says, okay, guys, go score a touchdown. Wait, wait, wait. It doesn't work that way. Everybody has their specific assignments. Okay, these three guys are going to block. These guys are going to go over here. He's going to be a decoy. He's going to take out the the, uh, the corner, and then the quarterback's going to snap the ball, and this guy's going to be the running back, and this is going to be the play. Like, everyone has very specific assignments, even though the end goal, we all know what the end goal is. Hey, let's have the house run smoothly and all be friends. That's what we want, but... How you go about doing it, you have to have those specific assignments of who's going to do what. Okay, so after we've reviewed our previous week and reported progress, then we go over the meeting now, minutes. Okay, wait, reviewed previous week, reported progress, then yeah. the meeting minutes. Then you go over the meeting minutes. Isn't that rep, re, uh, uh, repetitive? Not necessarily, because when you're going over the previous week, the things on the calendar, things may have happened that you didn't plan for. And so you want to make sure that you review, oh, yeah, during the week, these three things happened that we didn't plan on. Mm. And so we want to make sure that we recap those things. Oh, well, it turns out that, again, I keep going back to the car example, but it turns out the car got a flat tire this week. And I had to take it to the shop on Thursday. Or, oh, we, had, we planned on going to the doctor, but it didn't work out. They had to reschedule. Mm-hmm. So it helps to review the week and see what, what actually happened. So after you've done, after you've reviewed the previous week and the previous meeting minutes, then it's time for a financial update. And that helps, I don't care who you are, everybody should go over their finances and know where they stand financially. And that should be done before the family council starts. Someone should be assigned to come up with uh, some sort of report, whether it's simply here are the bank accounts and these are the upcoming bills, where you can get really complicated, but that shouldn't be done, like you shouldn't be preparing for that during the meeting because that wastes a lot of people's time. That should be done before the meeting and then just be presented at family council. Okay, here's where we are. We have, this is what we owe on the car. This is what we owe, this is our house payment. This is what we owe on the credit card. Here's where we are with student debt. And this is what we have in the bank. And these are the big upcoming bills. And this is kind of where we are financially. Just, and this is where we were last month. I mean, ideally, you would give a weekly or monthly report on how you're doing financially as a family and where you are in your financial health and also your financial goals. And then the next thing is once you've kind of come up with that, you want to go over the family goals and any resolutions. Now, if you're using the Money Pants app, everyone should have a list of goals that they're working on personally. That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about family goals. 
So an overarching goal, and well, in our case, our, one of our family goals is no more debt for any future per purchases. That's a goal that we have. And the other goal is to get out of debt. And as part of that, to, to get out of debt, we're not going to go into any more debt. That's just one of our goals. And it's nice to review that because recently we were actually presented with an option to go into, to go into some debt for something that we know will help us in the long run. But we're like, nope, we're not going to do that because one of our goals is to not have any debt for any future purchases. And we remembered because we had had our planning meeting, we're like, nope, we're not going to. It was tempting. Though. It sure was. It was tempting. But, but and financially realized, it worked out, but we're like, we no. We realized, no, that's playing with fire. Uh -huh. You know, we don't want to do that. And we had made this goal. And here's the thing. You can change your goals anytime you want. But we had made this goal a long time ago. And it was nice to remember it and go, oh, that helps dictates our, dictate our decisions. We're not going to make this. Uh, we're not going to go with this purchase because we're going to go into debt. So, nope. We're going to hold off till we have the money. And it was really pay. neat because the decision was already made when we were calm. And we had had family counsel, and so it made the decision-making process later when we were faced with the decision. Um, and then the other thing is, like, another thing that we had decided as a family was we would do weekly outings with the kids, and how we kind of how we were going to structure that, Hannah, where you would take the older kids Monday one, one, you would take one of the older kids every day of the week, I would take one of the younger kids every day of the week, and then the following week we would switch. And it was just. Just to kind of review that and, and go, oh, that's that is what we're working on, or you maybe your family goals are, you know, what we want to spend more time together as a family on Tuesday nights, and it's game night on Friday nights, or whatever. Just or hey, you know what, as a family, we want to cut back on the TV, or we want to spend more time playing board games, or we want whatever it may be. That's where that would go, and it's really cool because you can change this anytime you want. But a lot of times, it really helps to have a overarching goal for everybody in the family's on board. So um, after you've done your family goals and resolutions, then you do personal progress reports. And this is where Money Pants is very helpful because this is where you go over each person's, uh, it, ideally you do payday at this point, where you go over each person and how they did financially, or sorry, not financially. You go over each person's um, goals and how they did and, and review their week and, and how they're doing financially and just kind of get a quick overview of how they're doing. That That is very effective, and that's totally a great time to do it, right in the middle of family council. When everybody's there, it takes all of a couple of minutes. And what we like to do is, while you're doing payday, I like to go over their habits oh. and ask them, okay, are there any habits you want to change? I like that. I, I think that's How's really... working out for you? Um, and, and we get any put any changes down. Meanwhile, you're going over what they accomplished the last week and and making sure their accounts match their... I like that. I think that's a very good use of time. But I also know it helps the, the kids feel like, well... The, the, that money pants is theirs. Right. Yeah. It, it, they, they do have that sense of ownership, but also that we care about what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And it also helps them because they're like, you know what? I don't like this goal. I want to change it. Or I do like this goal and I'm going to keep doing it. Or I'm... I could use help with this goal. Like it's it's just nice, and everybody's already there, already there. You kind of have this team yeah. vibe going on anyway. Well, and then if I get that done uh, quick enough, I, then the other thing I do is I take a picture of all my receipts and make sure that I'm I'm. Uh, oh, we got keeping, all those receipts scanned in for me. Keeping uh, keeping up with my part of the finances. Right. So so anyway, so I kind of use that time to 
to kind of get uh, business work for the family hmm. done. And so. also, if this is like, and this helps too, is if you're uh, if you have a larger family, though, that like we have, maybe a suggestion would be maybe not hold payday at that time, but schedule another time for payday. But maybe just review with your wife how they're doing or your your husband how they're doing um at the very least yeah well a lot of times when you have a bigger family you have to break break things down into smaller bites because you know for example like doing the dishes that's not a one-person job in a big family you have to break it down into a whole bunch of different jobs similar you wash you load you unload yeah Yeah. otherwise it's just too big for one thing and similarly uh, family council and payday would be too big to do in one sitting with right. a large, large family. But for a smaller family of uh, two or three kids, it's totally doable, and it's a really good idea because yeah. everybody's there. Okay, and then after you've gone over kind of these personal progress reports, then is the time, and we're going to spend the rest of the podcast really on this: is uh, family business or concerns, new items of family business. Or concerns. And here's the meat and potatoes. This well, is the- <laughs> it is because this is where everyone has a chance to bring up whatever it may be that's bothering them. It may be, and it always shocks me, the things that our children bring up where I'm like, I had no idea that was a concern. I had no idea that was bothering you. But, and we talked about this though, uh, a couple of things. One, if you bring up a problem, what's the rule? Present a solution. You you have to present at least one viable solution. Yeah. And number and it's two, not necessarily the one we'll go with, but but at least you're thinking in that right. direction. And number two, you have to speak up, or you have to wait till next week. I'm not going to let you whine and complain about whatever you forgot to bring up in family council. Bring it up in family council where we're all there, when we have a spirit of love and and a contention free zone where everybody's going to be able to express themselves in a in a good mm-hmm. uh, environment. You need to speak up or hold your peace until next week. Now, here's what not to do when you're bringing up, you know, these new items of family business or concerns. Dad walks, uh, dad dad says, okay, so now it's time for family business and concerns. You guys keep uh, the, the, the screen door on the back door. You guys keep slamming it. The hinges are coming loose and the screen is busted again. And I am so tired of it. And Or you guys keep doing all these projects and leaving them on the driveway and it's making a mess. I'm tired of it. Well, that's not really conducive to an environment of expressing ideas. First of all, Dad didn't ex- uh, introduce any new ideas other than stop using the screen door. Stop slamming the screen door. That's not a solution. That's more of a gripe. We, 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 we're trying to avoid that. And so it's better to, when, you, when you're resolving problems, did we talk about this last week where you set it on the table in front of you? We did, but it, it deserves a, so, a, a review. We really want to avoid personal attacks, and instead we're addressing problems, not people. So, hey guys, I have a, a better way to address it would be, guys, I have a problem. I'm seeing the screen door. It's coming off the hinges, and the screen is breaking, and I'm not sure what to do other than to take the screen door off or have you guys stop using it. And I don't think that's going to be effective. What do you guys think? See how much more effective that is? That changes it. Where one, I think if you were going to the first family council, you would start to like dread family council. Oh, okay, this is It's going to be a gripe session, mom and dad. This is where mom and dad yell at us. Yeah, we don't want that. um, But interesting, you notice that that's not tactical management anymore. This is strategic management of, 
here's a problem team. What should we do about it? Yeah, this is the idea I have. I don't know if it's the best idea. What do you guys think? And it amazes me, Hannah. We have, we have you know, a large family, but it, it amazes me all the different ideas. They start flooding. Mm-hmm. The eight-year-old has ideas. Oh, why don't you put in a little door latch thingy that, that slows the screen door and automatically closes. Or, or they'll provide information that you didn't realize. Well, actually, that's just lumpy. He has a spear that he made in the backyard and he keeps jabbing. <laughs> exactly. I think we should get rid of the spear. Oh, problem solved. Exactly. They may yeah. give you more information. Whereas if you had done the opposite approach and the tactical approach or the dictator approach and said, you know, you guys keep breaking the French doors. I'm sick of it. I had to repair it five times. And because you didn't, from now on, no one's allowed to use the French doors and everyone has to stay in their rooms. That's not effective. And it, it engenders that almost... Resentment. Yeah, resentment, that's the yeah, term. Yeah, I, I mean, you just talking right now, I, I feel resentful. <laughs> so, oh. and like you said, when you when you approach it that way, no one wants to come to family council, and they certainly don't want to offer any ideas, and they don't want to, they they don't want to be want involved. They just want to be over. Yeah. So, it's not a family gripe session. So instead, we talk about using the FAB formula, I feel about because, guys, I'm feeling frustrated because I find the screen door, it's getting broken, I have a problem with that, um, it lets in all the flies all during the summer because the screen's broken, the thing's coming off the hinges, and we keep having to re- replace it. What do you think? Like, how, how can we solve this problem? <laughs> it, I don't know. For some reason, um, my mind went back to family councils when I was a kid, and we decided we were going to go camping in the Appalachian Mountains. Mm-hmm. And one of my brothers started crying because he hated camping so badly. I know people and, like that. And I, I kind of felt the same way because we grew up in Florida, and Florida is a horrible place to camp. Anyway. Yeah, why would you go <laughs> camping in a swamp? Yeah. That's just, I'm anyway. sorry. Sorry for anybody who doesn't live in Florida, uh, who hasn't had that experience, but it just sounds like, it seems to me like you're camping in a swamp. It just, it's not like beautiful so, California where you have these grandiose visions and and views and vistas and no there are so many bugs and it's so hot and so miserable and flat anyway i i just anyway so i was trying to i was thinking of that situation and thinking of him imagining him trying to use the fab formula i feel that i don't want to go camping (laughs) because i feel angry it's torture I feel tortured. I think we should go to Disneyland instead. Uh, I feel I feel torture about camping because hatred. <laughs> so, and and if you're listening, you know who you are. <laughs> yes. So, and and that's it. And when and for those who are, are just using money pants for the first time, mm-hmm. this is also a really good opportunity to go over all the jobs and all the job assignments and everything that goes into money pants, where everyone's going to be kind of go over that with the whole family, what to expect. Like, okay, you guys are going to be earning this amount of money. Yeah, this yeah, yeah. Going when, you're on starting, and- when you're starting out Money Pants, that, that it needs to be presented in a family council Absolutely. Um, type scenario so that um, it's set up properly. And, and, and you get feedback. And and- again, it's a team meeting. Yeah. Where, hey, guys, this is the new game plan. And make sure everybody's on board. Get all, get the ideas. Get the feedback. Well, I don't want to earn my own money. Oh, I'm really excited about earning my own money. I don't want to have to buy my own shoes. I'm excited about buying my own shoes. You don't know. Where you can ask questions yeah. and resolve things. and But also, I think it's important for your kids to understand why 
you're you're doing it. Yes. Because when they realize when you have superpowers and you are an amazing person, yeah. you've got a unique mission in life, and we're going to try to help you accomplish we're, we're that. Gonna, this is our attempt to support you with whatever it is you're hoping to accomplish. And, and they'll have insights. And they'll, Hannah, we yeah. have yet to introduce this to a child who did not get super excited. Every kid is ecstatic about money pants at first. <laughs> until until the rubber hits the road and they're like, wait a minute, work is hard. Work is, yeah. Yes, work. it is. But, but that excitement, that enthusiasm will carry them through. Anyway, so when you're first starting money pants, that this is the time, family council, this is a, the place to do it new items of family business or concerns. And then, this is how you wrap up family council. You get to, and again, I talked about it at the beginning, the end goal is to get to the calendar. So you've reviewed your, your, your goals. You reviewed where you are on all your tasks that you need to get done. You've reviewed everybody's personal goals and your family finances. And now, you're gonna put all those things that you talked about in specific slots in the week. Who's going to do what and when? Yeah. Well, I wish, like, I I felt like we we neglected our family council at a time when we kind of needed it the most. I don't think there's and, ever a time where you don't need a yeah, family council. Yeah, but, but it's when our oldest kids were hitting their teenage years. And I I think, you know, if I could go back and have fam- if knowing what I know now and having family council... I don't know that that would have, you know, you don't know how that would have changed things. It would have been better. Things. It would it have been, been better. better. Without a doubt. But, but like, for example, I would have liked to have discussed, okay, um, so we've never had anybody turn 18 before, you know. Right. What to expect how when you turn we, 18. Yeah. How are we going to, how should things be when you turn 18? Because here are some of the challenges. Here are mm-hmm. things that we're worried about. What what should we do about that? Like anticipate things before they come along, or anticipate things with with dating or or stuff like that. Yeah. Where I, it would have been instead, we were so um, caught up in in the crisis that was going on at the time. Yeah, which lasted that, for many moons. Yeah, that we didn't we didn't have that opportunity to, or or at least. We didn't take that opportunity because we were just so overwhelmed yeah. to come to conclusions and and talk about things that really needed to be talked about. Yeah. And so I'm looking for again we missed those those important things and we focused on the pressing things. The ur- yeah, we were in emergency mode, yeah. and so family council helps pull you out of emergency mode because people get tired of emergency mode because it's exhausting exhausting. it is exhausting and especially when it goes on for ever forever and there's no end in sight so well it's the whole marathon thing if you know it has an end you can do it yeah it may be a long race but if you know it has an end then you know okay 26 miles i can make it i know it's going to be a long thing but you know what? You know, we keep talking about our emergency and our crisis where we went through a financial crisis that mm-hmm. was it was devastating. And you think, oh, well, that doesn't sound devastating until that happens to you. You don't realize you don't know uh, how emotionally, physically, emotionally stressful and consuming it is. To be like losing everything, losing everything, everything breaking down around you, not knowing where you're going to live, what you're going to do. 
Um, if you're going to have food, if you're going to have food to eat um, from one day to the next, it it's consuming. And we're talking about this in the past, but I just realized talking about it and with family council and our regrets of not having family council and being in this constant emergency mode, which lasted for years and there was no end in sight. I just realized a lot of people are in that position right now. Yeah. They're losing their businesses. They're they're going, I'm going to lose my home. I'm going to, you know, they're in that mode that we were in a couple years back. And and I, I get it. Um, and but this was one of my regrets is that we were so paralyzed and incapacitated with paralyzed. stress. Paralyzed. That's yeah. That's the term. That's, and it would have been better if we had just spent 15 minutes. Yeah. Just as, even if we just went over the calendar. Yeah. And what but, was but going just, to be happening during the week. Trying to resolve yeah. resolve problems or come up with ideas, it would have calmed things down, especially It would have alleviated a lot of anxiety for our kids at least. Yeah. Knowing, you know, and just maybe just expressing, hey, mom, mom and dad, we're we're uh we're struggling and this is what we're struggling with and these are the things we're working on, and this is what we're doing, but just so you guys know. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, if you're going through that right now and you're in that position which is there's a high likelihood um that someone listening is facing facing that right now because Mm. of the circumstances that was one thing that we we regretted not doing was was having family counsel during that time so and having said all that that you bring up a good point too and that is when you finally get to the calendar portion of family counsel and this should go pretty quickly this is like Mm -hmm. the last five minutes but you should go over the yearly, monthly, and weekly calendars. And you brought up a good point. You're like, if you're looking at the yearly calendar and you're looking and going, oh, it's so-and-so's 16th birthday this year. They're going to be getting a driver's license. Or it's so-and-so's 18th birthday this year. They're going to be moving out or turning 18. Or it's the, the 15th, the quinceanera, or whatever, or 12 mm-hmm. years old, or whatever it may be. In different cultures, you can kind of anticipate that and look forward to that and go, oh, yeah. this is going to be a big year for you. Well, speaking of which, that was part of the reason we didn't hold family council is because we didn't want to hold a financial report because it was so devastating. Oh, we're in more debt this week than we were last week. Oh, it was depressing. We're losing oh, so, this Anna. and our car's getting repossessed. And, our, you know, it was just like we didn't want to talk about it. Yeah. Because it was, and, and oh, so-and-so's birthday is coming up. We can't do anything for it. We went two years without celebrating anyone's birthdays. Well, how could we? Or, or Christmas or anything. We sang to them. We'd sing to them, but we didn't have the money to buy a cake or ingredients for a cake or anything. And so that was part of the reason we didn't hold family council. Yeah. Is because it, it was depressing. It was depressing to us. We were like, but it was still, it would have been but, better. But it would have been better to go, okay, we're in this situation and you guys know we don't have money. So, and you know, the financial situation's bleak. So we need to pray about that. And, <laughs> but maybe our kids could have stepped up stepped up and they or, would have that's the and, thing and, but they we didn't have. give them the opportunity to. we did we denied them the opportunity but I, I don't think yeah. our feelings were because it's really hard to hold family counsel when that's what you're discussing and it's just like yeah ah uh, it, it, it so you have to 
and learn from our mistake there. Don't do what we do. Don't do that. Because then it leads to more problems. Right. It does. It really does. So it's like being too upset about your cut and you're bleeding profusely. You're like, I can't even think about it. It's too distressful. It's too stressful. It's too distressing. You know, I get this huge bleeding cut and it's like, yeah, but you need to deal with it. Yeah. And you can't you can't ignore problems away. It doesn't yeah. work that way. Yeah. Anyway, so so yeah, don't make that mistake because it led to a lot of I think relationship problems that um, could have been avoided. Could have, could have been avoided that were more important than the the financial stress. Yeah. So when you go over your calendar, like I said, you know, go over yearly, monthly, and weekly. But then also make sure you include, you know, the school calendar, the sports calendar, the church calendar, the holiday calendar, the birthdays calendar. Like, I I find it to be very helpful to have a yearly calendar, just kind of a brief, okay, here's what's coming up this year. We're two months away from Thanksgiving, or we're three months away from Jody's birthday, or whatever it may be, or we're uh, one month away from our family vacation. Just kind of give people a, a perspective and then go over, like, where we are on the month. But then you really want to get into that weekly calendar. And this is where the magic happens because you're going to start putting assignments and tasks on that weekly calendar and you assign them a specific time to get done. And this is why it's so cool because, well, first of all, if it doesn't get a, a t- if something doesn't get assigned a time, it's not going to happen. We talked about that. But it actually relieves stress when you put it on the calendar because here's the thing. We just finished family council. I've got 37 things I got to get done this week. And I'm going to, I'm just overwhelmed. It's too much. And on Monday, I'm going to get four of those things done. I'll be like, oh my gosh, I'm just so overwhelmed. And Tuesday, maybe I still have enough energy to get five more of the things done. And then I just kind of peter out because it's just, it's too much. It's the whole being paralyzed. But if I have those things on the calendar and I've spaced them out, and I've yeah. got three things on Monday, five things plan. on Tuesday, four <laughs> things on Wednesday. I can go, I've got my tasks done for today. I can relax because I know all the other tasks for the week I've scheduled out. And I don't have to stress about it. Yeah. And I love that. It's not hanging over your head. You're like, no, I got done today what I had planned on doing today. Oh, and I need to call about the car. Oh, nope. Not That's on Thursday. That's on Thursday. And I've, I don't need to I've worry scheduled about that. time for it, though, and it works so well. Otherwise, as we said before, you just end up going from crisis to crisis instead of getting the truly important things done where I've scheduled a time to go out to dinner with my wife. Friday evening, 7 o'clock, just just her and me. And it's on the calendar. It will happen. Otherwise, oh man, I'll do it next week. We'll get it next week. Well, it, that never works out. Put it on the calendar, on the weekly calendar. You don't have to worry about everything. You know when it's planned. You know when it's going to happen. And this is kind of the end goal of family council is to actually get those the most important things done. Yeah, all the other things are going to get done too, but those would have gotten, gotten done anyway. It's getting those most important things done. Well, like one thing we like to schedule on the calendar is we like to make sure that if somebody has like a performance or a game or a presentation mm-hmm. or a competition that at least one member of the family is there to support In attendance, them. yeah. So that's that's one of the cool things about family councils. We'll be like, okay, so-and-so has this going on. That Who's going to go with them? Well, and, there were just times where there was there were them. too many things that were overlapping yeah, things. Where yeah. it, even if you and I both split up, there still weren't enough people. We'd have 
three games, like three soccer games, or a football game, a soccer game, and a, another soccer game, all at the and same a dance time. Performance. Or one's across yeah. town, and we would we would just miss it. And so we're like, okay, we we're going to coordinate. I'll drop you off here, you and then so and so will be at your performance here. It was cool, and yeah, I know. So everybody felt supported. Exactly. And you know they could take pictures or or whatever. Or at least but give a report. Everybody of, felt supported, and I, I really. That was one of my favorite things about when we would plan out plan out the week is that that had a unifying effect yeah. to know that people were mindful and aware. And it also helped change uh, family prayers because family prayers, a time where you pray for each other. And so having this little family council where it made, it everybody made more you aware. aware of what was going on, like, oh, she's got her speech competition this week. Oh, you know, she's been working for this or that. And and mm-hmm. so, you know, you can pray for each other. And, and it's so cute. Because yeah. I remember my little kids, little Mahanrai is there praying for his older sister. Or, or no, no, no. Yes, for his older sister to do well in her, I can't remember what he called it. I think he called it the the uh, ABC test. Because uh-huh. <laughs> she was studying for her ACT and he didn't know. <laughs> but it was really cute because he was... Her ABC test. <laughs> he was worried about her doing well in her test. And so he was praying for it. And I thought, oh, that just... And I don't know how it made Trixie feel, but as a parent, hearing my children pray for each other, it melted my heart. Mm-hmm. So having said that, here, those are kind of the, the nuts and bolts of holding family council. Just to recap, you want to do, you want to review your previous week and report progress. You want to review the previous meeting minutes. You want to give a financial update. Then you want to go over family goals and, and resolutions. You want to then you want to do personal progress reports, and which includes doing payday. Then you want to bring up any new items of family business or concerns, and then finally, you want to take everything you discussed and all the tasks and everything you need to get done, and you want to put it on the calendar. So that's kind of a recap of the nuts and bolts of holding a family council. And if you can get that done in twenty or thirty minutes, that's perfect. But no more than an hour. It should never go longer than an hour. If it goes more than an hour, you just got to cut it short and try again next week. So, and then, and then to wrap this up, let's just kind of, I, I, we came up with nine benefits of holding family council, and here they are. Number one, you get more, way more done with your time. Number two, life becomes more meaningful. Number three, you reduce stress. Number four, you have more flexibility. Number five, family members are more in tune with each other. Number six, it alleviates anger. Number seven, it's a troubleshooting opportunity. Number eight, you set up the rules and the consequences. And number nine, it, you know, uh, your better communication. So I just want to kind of talk about each one of those real quick. Number one, you get way more done with your time. I think we've kind of hammered that point home. You're more organized. You have an action plan. You're actually doing what you want to get done. It's so effective. Number two, life becomes more meaningful. And we talked about that where life isn't happening to you. You're actually taking control of your life and, and, and adapting appropriately and kind of going with the flow of what you want to see happen. And it's, it's so much more satisfying when you're the one making the decisions of what's going to be happening in your life. You're not going from a crisis to crisis, emergency to emergency. And that leads right into number three, which is reduces stress. Everything isn't emergency mode anymore. Number four, you have more flexibility. And I, I noticed this because when, when you have a calendar and have plans, you can actually be more flexible. Some people think, oh no, it's gonna be all rigid. I, I can't deviate. No, you actually have more flexibility because you know life happens it just does 
and you need to be able to, to roll with the punches. And you know what? I had this plan to take the kids in to go get the immunizations today. Turns out the doctor was unavailable and we're going to have to do that on Friday. Well, I'm looking at my calendar, looking on Friday going, oh, well, I was going to call about the car and get that fixed on Friday. I'll just do a swap Easy enough. So it actually gives you that more flexibility as opposed to the stress of, oh no, I can't do what I, I needed to get done today and now I'm going to have to push that back and it just kind of feels like everything's piling on as opposed to, oh no, that's fine. I'll just swap these two things around. Um, number five, family members are more in tune with each other, aware of what's going on in each other's lives. And we talked about that, how cute it is where, you know, like one of my kids is praying for his sister's ABC test. But there's that, that element of unity which yeah, is so powerful. When they're aware of each other, they help each other out. Or even like if they know that somebody has a birthday coming up that week. And oh, they get all excited. That, and they wrap um, up old toys like, uh, <laughs> for one another. Or no, they like they'll decorate their sibling's door oh, or their room on the morning yeah. of. You know, it, we're, it just... They get excited. Yeah, yeah. They're able to support their siblings better. Uh, number six, it alleviates anger. Again, and we talked about that right at the beginning where when people feel heard and when you diffuse those little pinches of gunpowder that have been building up over the weeks or months, it really reduces the anger in the home where everyone has the opportunity to express themselves, problems are dealt with, they don't fester, and oh, and everyone feels like they're a, a necessary part of the team where they, they have a voice but they also feel necessary and important. Again, going a long way towards adding to the unity of the home and, all, and alleviating anger. Uh, number seven, a troubleshooting opportunity. And you, one of our experts mentioned, he's like, he would use family counsel as, an oppor- as a teaching opportunity where when kids would bring up a problem and they'd go, maybe they'd say, and you're stupid and I hate the way you do this. He'd be like, oh, well, you know, thanks. Thanks for bringing that up, but we're going to address it this way. Instead of calling your... Calling your sister names, let's say, what is it about what your sister's doing that's frustrating you? And we talked about that last time, where uh, oh, being late to being late to, to school, mm-hmm. where Tia had no idea that being late to school was a stress to Trixie because Trixie had never said anything, and it just came out in times past where man, I, Tia, you always make me late. I hate you. Where now it's Tia, if I don't get to school on time. It frustrates me because my teachers mark me tardy and it lowers my GPA, which means I'm not going to make it into a good college. And all of a sudden, Tia goes, oh, I have no idea. So now Trixie's communicating. She's addressing the problem appropriately. And they both feel respected and respectful of each other. It's just it works really well to alleviate anger. And it's a great opportunity for mom and dad to kind of mitigate problems. So it's like a troubleshooting slash teaching moment for moms and dads. Well, I once heard that... Uh, people who have siblings within four years of them in age, mm-hmm. because they have to deal with workout problems between each other, they found that when those kids get married, they're more likely to stay married because they have more experience like working oh, through problems. Troubleshooting, and problem so solving, sure. That's, I mean, that's not 100%, obviously, but it's when you have problems between siblings... It's a good exercise to teach them how to deal with and solve problems with each other. And it's going to be a blessing for them later on in their lives as they try to pursue meaningful Mm. relationships with others. 
So yeah, looking at it as a, a teaching opportunity is is fantastic. Yeah, but also interesting when you have family council and there is a problem, and you present the problem to the group, you get the collective wisdom of the group where everyone may you may get ideas that you hadn't thought of before. So there's like this idea of collective wisdom. And also sometimes, and Hannah, you and I both know this is the case, where sometimes a sibling or a parent uh, or, or one of your children has a unique perspective, an outside perspective on your problem. Where I'm having, say me personally, I'm having a problem with whatever, and I can't see the solution because I have tunnel vision. I, I'm too focused on this problem, but getting an outside perspective from my children or from my spouse, I'm like, oh, of course. That makes so much more sense, which is why you can always solve other people's problems so much better than your own. <laughs> because you have an unbiased or at least a, at least an outside perspective that's unique to the, to the situation. So, again, this whole idea of number seven being a troubleshooting opportunity, it really is. Family counsel is awesome. Number eight, it's also an opportunity. The number eight benefit of family counsel is it's an opportunity to set up rules and consequences. I think I really need to make an app, Hannah, that just has a list of all the family rules and consequences. That's just how it is. But as it is now, we just put it in the the notes for the, the meeting notes of the rules and consequences that we come up with. Well, but, when, my, when my dad was on the podcast, he mentioned the importance of when you do decide on rules and consequences in family council, it's vital that you write them down. Human memory is terrible. And I can't tell you how many times we've decided on something like, hey, okay, this is what we're going to do. This is the consequence. And But when it happens, I cannot for the life of me remember what we decided. And so unless it's written down or posted, it's not a rule, quite frankly, because it's... I can't remember, no, and you neither can, can other people. The dullest pencil is better than the sharpest memory. It's just how it is. And yeah. when you have more than, let's say you have more than one rule, or what if the rule changes? It, how can you possibly keep track of all those yeah. things? Because you'll ask everyone, and they're like, well, no, we decide on this. No, we decide on that. And everybody has a different memory but if, so of, of what had happened or what was decided. And well, that's the number nine. The number nine benefit was, you know, it increases communication. And that's that's exactly it. And I guess as a kind of a subset to that is make sure that you print out the resolutions. And in our family, Hannah, we I send out an email. We finish our family council. I type up the meeting notes and then I send it out to everybody who is involved. So that way they can read it and look at it. And I print it out the following week anyway. And it's just, it makes it very clear this is what we decided. I remember we did, um, a, we came up with a financial plan for Caleb preparing for college. And we couldn't remember what we discussed because we didn't write it down. And so I'm like, okay, I have my phone, whipped out my phone, just sent myself a quick email. Here's what we discussed. Here's the resolution. There we go. And you sent it to him and, and sent, I sent it, it to me. And, and I sent it to Trixie as well. So we yeah. all knew what the plan was. And then I wrote it in his journal. And yep. <laughs> And it really helps with clarity. And in the future, wait, what did we say? Here it is. And that's it. Those are all of our thoughts. Woo! on family council and how we, the nuts and bolts of running family council. It's such a great tool. It, I wish we would do it all the time, Hannah. I wish we were better at it because it really does help out a lot. But you know, if you're, if you're new to this whole concept, just start, just start. Use you know some of the techniques we use. One of our experts, he said, oh, I just do it at dinner time. And he just, he didn't have a written out 
agenda and stuff like that. For us, we, it, I think for us, we just need to be organized and that actually relieves stress for us. But for him, it, the main thing was, hey, what what's going on with everybody? Anything and is better than nothing. Yeah, so, so even if, you know, you're like, ah, oh, I don't know, printing out all this stuff and do it, you know, reporting on finances. If that's too much, just start with after dinner. Okay, guys. So are there any concerns that we need to talk about? Right. And and just start there. And and, can, and go over the calendar. And I, go I over the calendar. I can't stress yeah. that enough. Yeah, go over the calendar of what's going on the next week and um, and ask if there are any concerns. Yeah. And uh, start there. But but do something even if it's wrong. Yeah. You, you can't <laughs> go wrong holding a family council and opening those lines of communication. Yeah. Huh. And that's it. If you like what you hear in this podcast, please tell your friends. They may want to listen too. We may share some ideas for a very problem they are looking for a solution to. And if you have a suggestion for a future podcast, go to our website under support and click contact us. Send us an email and we will get right on it. And that's it for today. Enjoy a Falcon Jasper bodaciously bouncy bonus backbeat. We'll see you next time.